0: And
1: racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au Yes, welcome to our final Dogcast of 2019 brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host Tim Edwards and as per normal, Sean Matheson, Greyhound Racing SA's Racing Manager is joining me for the final time this year, Sean.
0: Yeah, hi, Tim. Uh, great to be with you. As you said, final show. Gee, the year's gone very mm. fast. I know we would say that all the time, but it's been terrific uh, having you as the uh, as the host of the Dogcast, which we got fantastic uh, reviews from industry and, and anyone interested in greyhound racing. So I think with yourself, uh, Todd Gray, yep, Lockwood Space have, mm-hmm. have filled in. So it's been really great and give that bit of an insight to uh, to those people. And we obviously also appreciate the people who've come on the show and made it um what's hope what's been a good success.
1: It certainly has. The dog cast last um episode for the year. We've got a big show coming up. We're gonna review last week's racing at Angle Park. We're also gonna take a look back at the year that's been a a wonderful year of greyhound racing in South Australia so many highlights both Sean and I are going to pinpoint a couple of uh, really key highlights through the season this year Uh, we're also going to have a look at uh, I guess Thursday night's program the Cates of Scandal Christmas Sprint Final is our feature on Thursday night but with everything that's going on at the moment with the heat and everything else we're also going to discuss that situation as well that's all coming up and of course I mustn't forget we're going to be chatting to Lauren Harris uh, one of our greyhound trainers here in South Australia that's all coming up on this week's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. Yeah, so we look at the Week in Review. This is thanks to Fresh Pet Food Co., proud suppliers of fresh pet food for the Gap SA Greyhounds for the duration of their foster care and the first week of their adoption, and they are based right here in South Australia. If you want to know more about them, jump on the website freshpetfoodco.com.au. If you missed that, Fresh Pet Food Co., all one word. Dot com dot AU well, we're proud to have them on board, aren't we, Sean?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, great to have sponsors. A lot of these things can't be uh, can't be run without the sponsorship of the, of the industry and these sorts of shows. So we really appreciate the Fresh Pet Food Company being on board.
1: Yeah, we certainly do. Let's look back to last Thursday night, first of all, Sean. It was uh, a good program of Greyhound Racing. A couple of key highlights I wanted to pinpoint. Uh, Alfieri, great to see it winning again. 29.50, sharp time too.
0: Yeah, um, put the disappointment of the Doug Payne the week before where... Uh, uh, mm. um, stumbled and then went to the inside and I think hit the rail um, uh, at the winning post uh, But put it all together We know what a quality performer he is uh, Obviously related to Seneke. Um Bill Darcik's doing a great job We let, Let's just hope he continues racing in mm. South Australia as well Because we love seeing the, the best dogs going around in a 29.5 uh, showed how good he's going and you know obviously um, feature races coming up locally um, certainly in the next month or so will be the SA Sprint Championship so no doubt uh, Bill will be targeting that sort of
1: race with him. Yeah great to see him winning again bouncing back after the Doug Payne. Uh, a young dog that's really on the up here at the moment Sean Corborn Terry. Gee, they tried him over the 731 last week and gee he was impressive he led all the way around 43.34. I know he's a young dog from the Rasmussens but boy he shows some potential.
0: Oh, didn't he? What well, and didn't his uh, first couple of sections uh, light up the track? Yeah, I think he went within uh, a tick of the second and third sectional records. One held by I think Zadak Dominelli and one heard by held by Bogey Beckham. Mm. He got a little bit tired in the run home, but that's to be expected. Yep. It was his sort of um, only his second run over the staying trip. Um, I know that the Rasmussen's have a huge opinion of him, and, and we'll see him on Saturday night at Sandown. He'll mm. be in a, a seven hundred meter race. Um, on uh, on sorry on uh, on Thursday night sorry yeah. at Sandown so I'd be really interested to see how he goes against the big boys there but super impressive and very fast so again hopefully he can um, stick around in the staying ranks and uh, really build some depth there but he's certainly going to be hard to beat no matter what he goes in yeah
1: he's got that early pace and he burnt them off early he won mass by a massive margin there on Thursday night good to see Axel Footloose win again too it ran twenty nine eighty eight not as sharp as Alfieri but gee he's uh, putting it together now Axel Footloose isn't he.
0: Again, he uh, took care of that high-quality field mm. the week before and the Doug Payne uh, when he was able to bounce to the lead. Again, put it all together again. Again, slow out. I think uh, he's a Group 1 performer. We know what he can do. I mean, his Achilles heel is, is just going to be his beginnings. Mm. And I think Ken uh, Trowbridge has got him firing at the right time. And, um yeah, just getting himself into the races and at 29.88, took care of it, which was a really good field. Had some nice up-and-comers in that uh, mixed 4-5, likes of uh, Rouge and Mr. Keery. Um Bailey Rocks was in that. So again, hopefully he uh, progresses on and, and can be a real, uh, you know, the next 6 to 12 months, be a real dominant player.
1: Yeah, we had some, I guess you could say, match racing, too, on Sunday night at Murray Bridge, too, Sean. Uh, we had a race there with two dogs in it. We don't often see that. Um, that was a bit of a highlight, I guess, too. I know, not what we probably want with the sizes of the fields being, you know, six minimum, but um, or maximum, I should say. But uh, interesting there to tune in Sunday night. We had a two-dog race. Well, that can happen. Yeah, um, yeah just with, um, yeah. Some, uh, with the hot weather around,
0: obviously... Um, the, the there's the option there for trainers at, at extreme heat to, to scratch their dogs. Uh, we're on a, you know, a, a basically a, a hybrid six, eight dog format. So some of those races are going to be affected by scratchings. Uh, we obviously see the benefits of six dog racing. Yeah. Um, the negatives are, you know, you know when you get some scratchings and it comes down to that. So it can happen. Mm. Um elisa uh, you know you guaranteed a cornella yeah,
1: the, you are the only thing we were missing was the box cam which we didn't have of course uh, state of origin time earlier this year um that was last thursday sean some massive highlights this year in greyhound racing in south australia Gee, it's been a a fun year of greyhound racing and some exciting times uh we thought this week we would touch back on potentially our top three for the year there's been so many highlights for me um i think number one Is the Adelaide Cup I I think We got the race We wanted Uh, It was a fantastic race Quality wise And also the finish Was just a beauty
0: yeah absolutely and and made even better tim i know you'll be a bit embarrassed me saying it by the race call of yourself that was a fantastic race call befitting of what was a fantastic race um i've said it before and i'll say it again i i believe hooked on scotch's performance will be the run of the year yeah um at the end of the year and there's been some fantastic performances across australia but his performance um to run past uh Whiskey Wright, who's Frank the Form going on and winning the Melbourne Cup. Um, Seneke, we know what a superstar Mm. he is. To run past those two dogs in Adelaide, um, again, yeah, we couldn't have hoped for any better. We had a fantastic crowd on the night, and... We love seeing the best dogs in australia competing um and it was a fantastic race again helped mm. by your call so yeah, he
1: ran twenty nine forty four, and, and for those that were living under a rock and didn't hear it or see it uh it was just set up because whiskey ride and sineke had drawn clear up towards the home bend and at the top of the home straight hooked on scotch was running on as i said in the call and uh, he was probably two lengths off the front pair and and most dogs would be satisfied to run third in an adelaide cup in that position but this dog uh, well, basically, uh, just blew me away how how fast he ran the last little bit over that concluding stages. He swallowed the inside pair up to run past Whiskey Ride and Seneki on the line, and and dogs just don't do that, Sean. That you know, great dogs do, but um, yeah, the norm is not
0: not not at that level and not in a sprint race. No. I mean, we we do see it over the the middle distance and seven hundreds where they can come. You know very much off the pace and 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 pick them up but you're talking you know group mm-hmm. one performers frank the form's been franked as well how good those dogs go for him to do what he did effectively in the last you know straight
1: yeah
0: um outstanding and you know who knows where this dog will uh will end up the uh, sky's the limit with him
1: yeah and we touched on Corborn terry before of course that dog ran in the adelaide cup final too. so uh, yep. it finished second last in the event but uh, there you go only at, well three months later it was running over a staying trip over seven thirty one. so that's uh how things can change, Sean, pretty quickly. For me, that was that was Adelaide Cup your number one. Uh well, I, I sort of thought you might go Adelaide Cup, yeah. so I, I have looked at a couple of others. I mean, I,
0: I have a, an affection with the, the State of Origin yep. series, and we're going to highlight Hooked on Scotch again. But I think um, the year before was the introduction of it, and unfortunately, because of the Million Dollar Chase on top of our series, we didn't get the the Victorian um, contingent that we Mm. we would have liked to have got to compete against our excellent greyhounds. This year we got them, and we got them in spades, and it was Mm. fantastic to see Hooked on Scotch, Seneke, um, Steinbrenner, and um,
1: there were some wonderful dogs in that series, and uh, that was number two for me. Sean Hooked on Scotch ran 29.19. So I think what made it interesting that night was Seneke ran 29.21, and everyone thought, he's home. That sort of time he's going to win. And then hooked on Scotch came out and ran twenty nine nineteen. I think Fly for Fun was second behind that dog in that yep. particular heat. So, uh, and that's a great dog of Lauren Harris's as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think um, yeah, Seneki made the series by posting an unbelievably fast time on the back of. He was probably a little bit disappointing in the Speed Star at Sandown. We went twenty nine five, mm. and um, Thompson's dog went. Um, uh, just a tick over 29 seconds, and he was talking track records, track records. So I think they thought that Seneki was a bit a better race dog than a match race dog. Um, he showed on that night the 29:21 to post that yeah. he's a serious dog in a two dog format. We know how good he is in a race, but it set it up. But let's be honest, Fly for Fun did a great job to effectively keep Hooked on Scotch out of the uh, of the rails position yeah. for half a lap, and then once Hooked on Scotch got past Fly for Fun. Most people thought, well, this stock can't mm. get twenty nine twenty one, mm. and again, he showed what an absolute superstar he is, going twenty nine nineteen.
1: Yeah, and it was a wonderful series to watch on television too. the The box cam, as we said before, in the box vision on the home corner, the vision there was outstanding, and uh, I think it's growing. This state of origin series is growing each and every year, Sean.
0: I think so. I think. Um there's a lot of options, and and obviously the things that we changed around being really innovative around um, guaranteeing uh, a dog a spot into the Adelaide Cup mm. um, was really innovative, and then the Adelaide Cup when it was guaranteed into the Top Gun if they chose to go. Yep. So I think you'll see more and more of that. I think you've got to look at trying to attract these good dogs to your series, and but looking at something different. What's different than the norm? I mm. mean. Greyhound Racing has a wonderful opportunity with the vision, with the product. It goes for 30 seconds that we can be real, you know, cutting edge at what we want to do. And I, I, I th- South Australia, I believe, is leading the way because um, our industry, our participants are really open to the fact of trying new things and yeah. being, you know, at the head of the pack.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, other highlights for the year, SA Derby, Mapunga Pegasus was brilliant, running 29.52 the SA Oaks, Miss Bellawood was good but a, a great story for me, Sean for this year has been road travelled mm. uh, a greyhound for Steve Brooks. Steve Brooks one of those trainers that uh, will talk to anybody at the track, he's a very kind and, and lovely man and uh, puts his time into greyhound racing and uh, he's always had decent dogs, no superstars I guess you could say, but as I spoke to Steve a few weeks ago, Road Travelled for him was a dog that I guess is a once-in-a-lifetime dog and, you know, come around the national sprint time when, when he was our representative and couldn't yeah. get there to WA. That's a real story for me.
0: Yeah, listen, he um, and he's building a nice team around him as well. Yeah. He's really... When um, they're a bit quiet for a while with his dogs, so he's come back with a bang and obviously Road Travelled, star of the show for him. Uh, he's getting some nice dogs around and it's really nice to see, um, you know, I suppose you know different faces yeah. are on the podiums for a mm. lot of our feature races, and, and having some good success. You know whether whether you you know you're winning you know 100 races a year or you're winning one, it mm. still it matters to the trainer and to the owner, and, and obviously the, the dog. So um, yeah, Stephen's been outstanding. One of my um, highlights, are touching back to uh, March of this year, where Galactic Athena, at only mm. um, her sixth start, yep. took out the uh, Mount Gambia Cup. Yep. Uh, for such a young dog, um, for Robert Chuck, for the Bartholomews, um, what an outstanding performance. She performed there. She beat Slingshot Hammer, which has gone on to be an absolute group one uh, terrific greyhound. Um, but at, at, it, at her sixth start, winning the Mount Gambier Cup, a local win, was fantastic to see. And it was great to be there. And it was you know great after the race. Unfortunately, injury yeah. struck her down. But I know that she's probably not that far away um, from returning to the track, so we wish them every success. Listen, they've had a little bit of unlucky luck, the the Bartholomews with their Galactic Dogs. Mm. But no doubt, um, she's uh, an outstanding performer, proved it. At a sixth start, that just doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, it's been a wonderful year, Sean, that's for sure. We've had so many highlights. Let's hope 2020 brings us just as many highlights, if not more. That was the week in review brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co. If you want to check them out, uh, visit their website, freshpetfoodco.com.au.
0: Now the kids are all at school, I was wanting a fur baby to keep me company, but we're always away during school holidays. Then one of the school mums told me about Gap SA's foster care
1: program. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Not kids.
0: That ship has sailed. Adorable, retired greyhounds. They give unconditional love without backchat or needing extra pocket money. Now I'm the one getting pocket money. Yep, Greyhound Adoption Program SA give me everything I need, including a weekly payment. It's only a six-week commitment. Check it out. GAPSA.org.au.
1: Best thing I ever did. The Preview Yeah, the preview this week brought to us by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. All you need to do is jump on Twitter, search at the Dogs SA, and get on board. Always gamble responsibly. Gee, Toddy was busy yesterday, Sean. He had a meeting at Gawler to cover in the morning, and of course he had Angle Park last night as well.
0: Yeah, he he got back-to-back best bets up. Uh, Two meetings in one day, two best bets, so... Um, yeah, he loves the the head wobble comment. Um, so no doubt there's a bit of that going around. Um, but yeah, he's he's going to be a little bit up and down this week because of uh, all the mm. changes, Tim, with the uh, with the hot weather.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'll touch on that in a moment. I think for those people, it's important for next year if those people want to have a bet. Uh, and of course, gamble responsibly. But uh, you get free tips. Uh, jump on that Twitter feed. It's free tips. Uh, Todd Gray, one of the best tipsters in Greyhound Racing SA that I know of. Um, and he's had a remarkable season on the tip, Sean. It's not easy to do. People uh, give you a lot of stick for it online if you, you miss a few, but uh, I tell you what, he's had more winners and losers this year.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he is um, guided by a, a structured um, tipping program that he's got to tip, you know, X amount each day and uh, certain races. Yeah. So, and that's, you're 100% right. That's not easy to do because if you were doing it uh, professionally, um, you would probably. A lot of meetings you might bypass. You yeah. might you might have three in one meeting, and then you might go four meetings without without a tip because you don't want to have a bet in it. Exactly, it, he's got to give out those tips for every meeting, and his strike rate is phenomenal, um, ranging from uh, his best bets up to seventeen and twenty one dollar mm. winners. Uh, we've spoken about he can he can jag yeah. those big odds winners, which again in greyhound racing is hard to do. You it's know we're we're in a six dog format with yep. a lot of the races and. You know, getting a $26 winner, yeah, it's not easy.
1: Yep, I urge many people to get on board there. J- jump on At The Dogs SA next year and have a look at those tips from uh, from Toddy. Um, let's uh, have a talk about this week. Now, it's a little bit of a different situation this week. Uh, with the heat policy here in SA at the moment, Sean, uh, we don't have the final fields out for Thursday night just as yet. We know the feature race is going to be the Cates of Scandal Christmas Sprint Final. Um, Sean, talk us through what's happened this week. We've got no greyhound racing, I guess, today, Tuesday. That meeting at Gawler was transferred to yesterday. I'm Monday but we've lost Wednesday and we've lost Friday as well.
0: Yeah that's right Tim Uh, I mean GRSA is is at the forefront of of trying to be proactive around the hot weather and and listen you'd have to be living under a rock last week to know that this week was going to be an exceptionally hot period you know four days in the in the 40s so we've we've tried to be proactive in trying to manage our schedule as you mentioned, we, we moved the, uh, the Tuesday meeting to Monday morning, yep. which um, at Gawler, the participants were extremely appreciative of to try and beat the heat. Obviously, that meant there was no racing uh, today. Uh, we had drawn the Murray Bridge um, meeting last week on Wednesday and moved it to the morning, but the temperature was just, just too excessive um, at the bridge um, in that region, so we, we really had no option but to cancel that meeting. Angle Park, Thursday night. Uh, Again, different regions. So, the Adelaide region compared to Mm. Roseworthy, compared to Murray Bridge. So, Adelaide, um, the the, the Metro meeting is still going ahead, but we'll start around about 7.20. Okay. So, a bit later. Yep. But only be about a 10-race program. Um, Again, to sort of beat the heat. um, Good idea. On the Friday, um, which was Gawler, extremely hot in Mm. the Roseworthy-Gawler area. Just... Nowhere to go, really, with that meeting. Uh, unfortunately, that had to be cancelled. Now, that was the the Golden Maiden final, yep. $5,000 race, um, w- was going to be run on that day. We investigated with Sky Racing around trying to get a Saturday morning mm. um, because the heat then, it, it comes off yep. Saturday, Sunday. Unfortunately, Sky Racing uh, really haven't been able to give us a slot there. And bear in mind, we don't have a time slot. So And across the eastern seaboard, there is a lot of hot weather around, yeah. a lot of um, mo- movements. So, unfortunately, we just don't have a time slot there. Mm. So, uh, no meeting on Saturday. So, that the Gawler Golden Maiden um, final, we've got really got no option but to then move it to the next Gawler meeting, which will be the Tuesday yep, of Christmas next week. Eve. Yeah, I, yep. that's our option. Again, we're monitoring the heat mm. um, every day um our our staff work really hard in trying to trying to get the best outcomes for everyone there's yep. a lot of competing factors ar- around it but ultimately you know if, if it's too hot it's too hot a yep. lot of the time so I'd just be mindful to the industry out there just to just to be aware of um the the heat around and that we've just got to be flexible in this period of time yeah,
1: We do, and I think that's going to be the case over the next couple of months. We are going to get some hot conditions and uh, and GRSA are doing their best to, to move those meetings and try and keep them. Uh, that is obviously the priority, but obviously you've got to uh, keep in mind that uh, the heat uh, the welfare of the, the animals and the participants too, Sean, is the right decision there with, uh, with Wednesday and Friday So it means our next meeting will be on Thursday morning at uh, Mount Gambier or lunchtime time slot. They've got a 12 race program there. The fields for angle Park will be out later on today Uh, that of course will be a later start Thursday night and of course on Sunday Sean we have Murray Bridge that'll be definitely going ahead it's a night meeting and we have heats of the Oaks and Derby is that right up there
0: yeah absolutely Um, the the AGRC and Murray Bridge Club have uh, put on Oaks and Derby heats um, leading into about $4,000 finals the following Sunday we're going to get some fantastic nominations for Mm. that series again those fields will come out later today um, and we'll be talking to Lauren Harris later. I think they've got mm. Fly for Fun um, oh, back, back up and ready to go there for the Derby um, heat. Yep. So, yeah, it's going to be a really strong program, and it's going to be stronger because, obviously, there's not the racing has Correct. been uh, stopped um, a couple of times this week. So, really strong program. So, there'll be plenty of depth there. Um, hopefully, 12 races at the bridge on... Uh, on sunday night and um yeah so that'll be that'll be a real feature leading uh you know heading towards christmas
1: yep and and just one last thing sean Uh, a lot of people ask me at the track uh g6 racing um we're winding up another year it started this year of course um uh, what's the what's the general feedback been like from greyhound racing sa are they happy with the g6 format and will it stay ongoing yeah listen uh,
0: you know Yes, it will, yep. as a short answer. Um, we're on a bit of a hybrid G6 at the moment where we're running eight dog quaddies. Uh, um, yep. uh, races five to eight, where possible, will be eight dog fields and everything else will be six dog fields. I think the uh, th- we're running more races than we've ever run because we're able to be on a six-dog format. Yep. It allows us to run... Uh, an extra meeting down Mount Gambier, an extra half meeting, um, uh, virtually with all the races we're running, mm-hmm. um, and clearly from a from a wagering point of view, that the more races we run, ultimately that the better outcome it is. Mm. Now, yeah, I understand um, people sort of saying, "Well, six dog fields, they've got no third dividend. Um, I, uh, you know, if I run third, I, I don't, can't get a win." But you know the you know, first and second in a six-dog race. So mm. I still think you can bet each way, and the odds are still quite good. Yep. Um, so I think people are aligning themselves a little bit more, having an understanding of what six-dog racing is. Yep. And uh, there's been so many market moves on the fixed odds. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there's some surety from a punting point of view that perhaps the favourites can possibly better with a bit more confidence yep. around the favourite. There might not be as much interference. From a... From a, a, a cleaner racing point of view, we're, we're seeing mm-hmm. really positive outcomes of it. Yep. Uh, the welfare of the greyhound, you know, removing two dogs, particularly from your maidens and grade sixes, which is mm. generally where those six dog fields yep. are. Mm-hmm. Um, less experienced is really creating a benefit. I do understand, though, if you're, um, you know, if you're, if you're in the six dog race, mm. you're loving it, not yeah. a problem. If you can't get into it. Um, Then you go, well, listen, there's two vacant boxes there. Why aren't I in it? So I understand all of that. Mm. But I think um, it's finding its level. I think there's absolute positives around it. It will continue on. But we are also mindful of of getting a balance. So I think that there's still a balance in our program. I don't think we're going to go wholly solely six-dog racing across Mm. the board. We'll be on that hybrid format and just trying to get the best outcome for everyone, really.
1: Yeah, definitely right. All right. Well, that's the preview this week. Of course, uh, we don't have the fields for Thursday, as we mentioned, but that's uh, the general chat about uh, Greyhound Racing upcoming. And that preview was brought to us by the SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. As I said before, get on board next year, punters. Uh, search at the Dogs SA. You'll get free tips for every local meeting uh, at Greyhound Racing SA. And always gamble responsibly. The Interview Yeah, the interview this week, um, we're about to have a chat to one of our star young trainers in South Australia, who's been doing a great job with her team. Um, We're referring here, Sean, to Lauren Harris. Lauren, uh, welcome to the DogCast. Thank you. You're our special guest. You're our last guest for the year, 2019 on the DogCast.
2: Oh, lucky
1: me. Yeah, well, it has been a lucky spot to be on, let mm. me tell you, because uh, yeah. most uh, most trainers that have been on this show normally get a winner on Thursday night, Lauren, so I'm guessing we can back yours with confidence when the fields come out.
2: Oh, well, that would be nice. I'm I'm pretty close to reaching 100 winners this year, so if I could notch another one up on Thursday, that would be great.
1: Did you have over 100 last year, Lauren?
2: We, we, unfortunately, we got to 99, oh. so... Um, That's our goal every year, so, um, yeah, we're getting closer.
1: Yeah, you certainly are. You're doing a great job. But, Lauren, take us back to where the interest of greyhound racing come from. No doubt it's come from your mum, Cathy, who was a great trainer in herself.
2: Yes, that's correct. Um, So, basically, once I was old enough to have a licence, um, I applied and just started off with um, just a catcher's licence, I suppose, and um, helped mum out and... Um, she got me involved with uh, Michael Giniotis, and he used to help me ca- um, help me with catching some of his dogs um and uh, in 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 previous years and then um, yeah, it's just gone on from there, I suppose.
1: It has. Um, now your first winner, where's Hannah back in two thousand and eleven?
2: Yeah that was a, a, a while ago now.
1: It was. <laughs> but I bet I bet it was a special one, having a, your first winner back then.
2: Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, she was a nice little
1: girl. Yeah. You must have learned since a lot since 2011.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's a fair few years ago. So mm. um, I've come a long way, and um, you know, notched up a Group Three with handsome Shiraz. So um, you know, a few more Group races
1: would be nice. Does your mum still help out, Kathy, with the with the greyhounds?
2: She does. Yes. Um. She every now and then she comes down to help with some catching and. Um, um, but she's just had a knee replacement done, so she's uh, yeah t- taken a little bit of time off, but um, she'll be back, I'm sure, and um, she helps a lot with the gap dogs, takes them back to her place because she lives down um, in the city there and mm-hmm. gets them used to walking um, on the streets with cars and, and the trucks going past and birds and things like that. So, um, yeah, no, she's always a great help to
1: our team. Lauren, you've invested into Greyhound Racing uh, in South Australia pretty heavily. I know I spoke to yourself and Ryan Tugwell, your, your partner, a while ago, and, and, and you moved from your premises, I think it was in Strathalban, to Finnis. Is that right?
2: We were at Callington. At um, Callington. And we were there for about four yeah, about four years, um, just with a small team of about 10 dogs. Um, and then this property at Finnis. Was become available and um, yeah we, we come here many times to have a look at it and um, it was still for sale and uh, yeah we just we, we just decided right this is where we want to be and um, decided to buy it and yeah we haven't looked
1: back no 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 that's for sure um, and, and how many spots does it hold up there Lauren uh, how many greyhounds can you train up on that uh, property uh, well,
2: in, the, in the main racing shed we've got 23 kennels mm. so, um, but that's That's not just on race dogs, that's a mixture between pre-trainers and um, some brood bitches and um, obviously about, you know, I think we hold about 10 to 15 race dogs in that shed so um, there's a good mix there and and then we've got a couple of rearing yards um, that we we welcome we rear our own now um, and hopefully next year we'll start to see the first lot that we've actually... Um, from birth to, to racing um, and that. So that'll be really exciting to see.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Lauren, do you train publicly? Do you train for syndicates and stuff like that, or is it all private?
2: No, I, don't, I do uh, have a public licence. So, um, you know, there's obviously ourselves that we train for, and then there's... Um, um, the us syndicate that we trained for that, um, that own Come On Enzo and they had own winning break that he's just been sold. Um, there's, um, the Tenebus um, syndicate that we trained for who had 5.30. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, a couple, a couple others on um, the net and then, um, another good lot of bonus for us, uh, Kelly and Noel Watson, they have the Daniels dogs,
1: yep. um,
2: so yeah, there's there's a,
1: there's a good spread um, for our shed. Yeah. Mm. Oh, great. Um, fly for fun. Um, well, take us back to State of Origin night. Of course, he ran a ripping race behind Hook for Scotch, uh, hooked on Scotch. But where where is he at now? Is he set to resume again shortly?
2: Yeah. Well, I've got him nominated for the uh, summer derby series at Maybridge this week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just had a, a bit of a, a spell. Uh, for about four weeks, where he just went out into a paddock and and had a bit of downtime, so to speak. So um, he's had a couple of trails back um, since that spell and has gone very well. So hopefully we can draw a good box on Sunday and get him back um, into the winning list.
1: Gee, he's been a bit unlucky, hasn't he, too, in some of his starts leading into that rest that he had. uh, The derby, no luck Mm. in the derby. heats was there.
2: No, not at all. No, that was it's it, that, That's what happens in racing You can't mm. control things like that But, um, you know, it, it is what it is And we, we have to move on and, and hopefully he can have a bright future next In coming year
1: Yeah, let's hope he can go well on Sunday Tell us about Daniel's Charlie mm. uh, a, a dog that looks like it's very progressive
2: Yeah, he's a nice boy um, Charlie, who's out of uh, Fernando Bale Out of Daniel's Tara Yeah um, and uh, yeah, young one is only not two year old till April. Um, I think he'll have a very bright future with lots of early pace. Um, and I think once he gets the hang of running the two turns, uh, he'll, he'll 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 be a nice nice dog and break the thirty seconds. I think so. Um, mm. He's he's a nice one coming up. Yeah.
1: All right, and then when's he running again?
2: Uh, I've not him for Thursday night, so um, hopefully he'll, there'll be a race for him.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you've got him and you've got Daniel's Charlie. Um, is it the Daniel's Charlie won the other night at Murray Bridge? Is that right? Uh
2: no, that was Greta. Oh Daniel was...
1: Greta. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Daniel's Greta. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So now both
2: they're, they're little brother and sister. So um, they're both both nice young young ones coming through, and um, both have good early pace. So that's you know and that that wins you a lot of races having early pace. So. Um, um, if they can get out in front of Angle Park, they're going to have to be a strong dog to run them down.
1: Yeah, definitely, um, Lauren. For those people who don't know, what's it uh, what's it take to be a greyhound trainer? Is it an early start every morning and a late finish?
2: Oh, pretty much. Yeah, it's a lot of working for split shifts. Um, huh. So <laughs> uh, yeah, we're up early, like half past six or so, and you know the morning shift takes about two hours to do and. Um, you know, we let them out and exercise them, and, and bathing and grooming, and and everything that happens. And um, yeah, so yeah, it, it, it's routine. So you have to be be prepared to do it every day, and we don't have a day off really. And um, gotta have a lot of patience as well, because mm. the dogs will let you know when they're if they're returning from a spell. I believe that they'll let us know when they're ready to to start back and work. And um, you just you just have to read them sometimes, you know, yeah. they they can't talk to you, obviously, but they, you can just watch in their actions and, and their movement, um, you know, if they're going well and, and uh, yeah, they they tell me, basically.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And it's been a big big year for you as well, Lauren, off the track. You and Ryan yourselves got engaged?
2: Yeah, that, that happened uh, last year, so have just, we just gone 12 months, so, um, yeah, no, that's Pretty exciting, but uh, no plans on a wedding as yet. But uh, I was going to say, is he no, pe- have, you,
1: have you guys picked a date?
2: No, 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 not not yet. No, we're we're happily just being engaged at the moment. So yeah. plenty of uh, other uh, things to happen on the property <laughs> before <laughs> we go into a wedding. But um, no, we're just we're just really happy. So yeah, that's
1: yeah. No time for a wedding when you go to work seven days a week.
2: No, that's right. Mm. No. <laughs>
1: And uh, the Murray Bridge Track, Lauren, you, you're happy with the, the surface up there and the track since it's opened up?
2: Yes, love it. Love Great facility. Um, yeah, and I just just love the one turn uh, for the young ones to start off with, um, especially less pressure on their young bodies and and, uh, and you know, a lot of the, the young ones that we've started out now, they, they race there first of all and, and then we take them to Angle Park and not too often that they they go from Murray Bridge to Angle Park and they don't win first up. So mm. um, that's just our routine, so to speak, that we have now. And, and they they do all their pre-training at Murray Bridge, and we give, we start them off racing racing there. And um, once they win their grades there, we take them for a couple of looks at Angle Park and put them in. And and you know I think there's only been one dog that hasn't gone straight there and won first up. So mm. um, credit to everyone for, for building my bridge. It's fantastic. And, but I haven't won a race up the straight track yet, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll have
1: to find the right dog for that one. Yeah, right. I didn't realise that. Okay. Um, look, yeah. <laughs> you'll get one soon. Um, look, best of luck uh, on Thursday night with Daniel's Charlie. Let's hope he draws a good box. And, and best of luck with Fly for yep. Fun on Sunday. And, and hopefully you can crack that 100. Uh, how many winners do you need? Uh, I need six. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you got six in Thursday night?
2: No. 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 I've, I think I've done three um, for Thursday, and it might be four or five for Sunday, but mm. uh, in, saying, in saying the 100, that's combined between me and Ryan, yep. so next racing needs 100 wins, um, and I think, personally, I'm on, like, 90, 92 or 93, so... Right. Um, yeah, I think Ryan needs to lift his game a little yeah, bit. I just to to s- women,
1: I just, yeah, I was just about to say that he needs to lift his game. Yeah, I
2: think he's only only notched about two. So
1: yeah, um, well you can't call, yeah. you can't Thanks call that a partnership. <laughs> 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 hey, Lauren, best of luck and uh, have a great Christmas.
2: You too. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Lauren. Lauren Harris uh, there, our guest. Sean uh, does a great job with her team, both her and her partner, Ryan Tugwell. um, Does a great job up there, and best of luck with her runners this week. You wanted to touch on the laurels at Sandown as well.
0: Yeah, I'll touch uh, just with Lauren, a great ambassador for the sport, young person. Her and Ryan doing a fantastic job, so... Always a pleasure to have a chat to her on the dog So Sometimes she's a bit hard to get on these sorts of shows, so yeah. it, was, it was great to have her on. Yeah, just wanted to touch on um, Laurel's Heats were run last Sunday. Um, the Rasmussen team, Troy Murray, was over there. Um, but Oakvale Beauty, she's qualified for the Laurel's final, now trained by Jeff Britton. Uh, she was in the final heat of the Laurel's last Sunday. She won that heat very impressively. She's drawn box one again on Thursday night, race six, number one, SA bred, SA owned, uh, going to be a really, really, uh, going to be really hard. Mm. She's going to be hard to beat, absolutely. 50000 to the winner race. Good luck for the connections with Oakvale Beauty. Um, as I did touch on, Corbin Terry's at the meeting and also Little Learner for Tony Rasmussen's also in at that meeting Thursday night. So um, hopefully some good SA interest there um, on track at Angle Park
1: yep looking forward to it that has been the dog cast for another edition and a full year it is our final dog cast for the year and uh, hopefully we're back next year at some point Sean it's been great having your help yes. thank you to all of our guests who have joined us through the year thanks to Todd Gray and Lachlan Stace jumping in for me when I haven't been here and uh, Merry Christmas everyone have a great new year Merry Christmas